Well, today is Christmas Eve. I'm in Plata Mayor. I'm going to take you around the Christmas market uh, in a minute. So this episode, what is it like to spend Christmas in Spain? Um, obviously, I'm comparing it to my experiences uh, back in the UK. And, uh, well, there are some similarities, but, uh, yeah, I think in a way Christmas does feel quite, um, quite different in Spain, actually, uh, for me personally. Um, the calendar is a bit different. The food is certainly different as well. Um, the atmosphere is a little bit different too, I suppose. So today is uh, Christmas Eve, as I said. It's about two o'clock in the afternoon, lunchtime. Plata Mayor is absolutely heaving with people, as you can probably see. Um, and Christmas Eve, well, in Spanish it's known as Noche Buena, the good night. Noche Buena is Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve really is the day when uh, most families eat their main Christmas meal. So they'll have their Christmas dinner actually on Christmas Eve quite late, uh, unlike um, in the UK and I believe America, uh, where Christmas dinner is usually on the 25th, on Christmas Day. So, Noche, Noche, Noche Buena. Uh, tomorrow is the 25th, which is Christmas Day. Christmas Day is a bit more of a kind of chill-out day, I think, really. Um, most, some families have their Christmas meal on, on Christmas Day, but really on the 25th, it's more for, um, it's more for uh, eating the leftovers, vegging out on the sofa, because um, most people will probably stay up pretty late on... Uh, on Christmas Eve, as I probably will be tonight. Um, most people will stay at partying, eating their Christmas meal pretty late, probably around 10, 11 o'clock, and then we'll continue drinking um, until the small hours. That's Christmas Eve and that's Christmas Day. Uh, I know in the UK and in the uh, United States and some other countries we have uh, Boxing Day. Well, Boxing Day does not exist in Spain. Boxing Day um, actually is a normal working day uh, here. The 26th is a normal working day, uh, Dia Laboral. It's not a holiday. Um, so some people may be working on the 26th, uh, other people maybe not. Um, some people decide to take, depending on their work, uh, from Christmas Eve right through till uh, 26th, 27th, 28th right through to New Year's basically, um, a bit like some people do uh, in the UK. I've just come to a bit more of a, a quieter corner of the, uh, of the square. So that's the 20, uh, that's the 26, it's a normal working day. Um, a lot of people will go to work uh, unlike in the UK. Uh, other special days around the Christmas period, well the 28th of December is called El Día de los Santos Inocentes, which means, well, it's the Spanish, the innocent saints, but it actually means, um, well, it's actually the equivalent of April Fool's Day. Uh, so the April Fool's Day that we celebrate on the 1st of April, um, certainly in the UK and I believe in the United States and many other countries, 1st of April actually happens on the 28th of December. Of course, the other holiday is uh, New Year's Eve, Noche Vieja, the old night on the 31st and um, well again compared to back home where most people go out sort of drinking and partying quite quite early on sort of by seven or eight o'clock people are out at parties in pubs bars um, here in Spain actually uh, the big thing to do is have a sit-down meal with your family 
uh, at home quite late, uh, um, probably about you know 11 o'clock, 10, 30, 11, you'll have your uh, New Year's Eve meal. A lot of people will actually celebrate and see in uh, midnight um, at home uh, just after they've finished eating and then we'll go out afterwards until the very very small hours uh, celebrating either to uh, bars, uh, nightclubs or they might stay at home uh, but stay up very late as well. But the big difference is really is that um, people go out much later on New Year's Eve here in Spain compared to my experience back in the UK for example and also the New Year's Eve meal dinner is a very big deal here as well whereas back home in the UK you know no one really is bothered about having a big sit-down meal they just want to go out uh, and start drinking as soon as possible usually so that's New Year's Eve and then um, well in Spain they have really two Christmases I would say because on the 6th of January uh, it's called Three Kings, Los Reyes, Los Reyes, Los Reyes Magos, Los Reyes Magos, uh, which is um, on the 6th of January. It's a day for the family, and it's another day where um, people give presents, exchange presents. Depends on the family. I've spoken to lots of um, my friends about this, and some say that um, with their immediate family they exchange presents on the 25th. And then on the on the tw on the sixth of January, they exchange presents with their extended families uh, as well. So they kind of have two days where they exchange presents. But this does tend to depend on the family, really. Each family has their own tradition. Um, but I would say, yeah, Los Reyes on the sixth of January is a very important day in Spain for uh, celebrating well the religious festival but also for spending time with family and exchanging presents it's another day where there will be a, a big sit-down meal with the family so that's the calendar those are the key days um, that we have um, here in Spain around the Christmas time um, it does seem to be very drawn out because really from today which is the 24th Christmas Eve right the way through until the 6th of January it does feel like a very kind of well, um, it, the whole the whole the whole period is a festive season, so the whole period really, um, the timetables are a bit uh, off kilter. People are not working. Things seem to be closed. Everything's a bit quieter than usual. Uh, life doesn't really get back to normal again. I would say until after the sixth of January. So you do get the sensation. There's a very long period of time to be um, celebrating. You know, Christmas. Um, New Year's and then uh, New Year's after New Year's you've got Los Reyes whereas I suppose back in the UK really you feel like this festive season is over on New Year's Day the depressing 1st of January it's all over but here yeah you still got after New Year's uh, January the 6th as well so um, let's have a look around the market here in Plaza Mayor in Plaza Mayor um, every year they set up the Christmas market um, for about two weeks in the run-up to Christmas and selling all sorts of different things, uh, Christmas related, toys, costumes, hats, Christmas hats, little uh, Christmas decorations for your Christmas trees, um, a lot of school kids on the 28th on the Spanish April Fool's Day, on the uh, Dia de los Santos Inocentes, uh, quite often dress up in silly hats and wigs. So they sell all of these things uh, here as well. Um, but the other really lovely thing, Christmas lights, 
The other really nice thing that they sell, um, which is uh, a kind of classic here in the Christmas markets in Plaza Mayor, is if you can see here, um, they're called uh, Belen. You can see at the back there, Belen is, uh, is a nativity scene. And they sell all of the figures for the Belen de Navidad, the Christmas nativity scene. See up there, they've also got little, what are called, pesebres. Uh, pesebres are little um, mangers, things like that. All sorts of different uh, animals, all of the little details, the little buckets, little baskets of fruit to decorate your uh, nativity scene with, trees, animals, uh, a bit of everything. So um, there are lots of uh, stalls selling these items. They're quite expensive actually. Um, but talking about the uh, Belen de Navidad, uh, the uh, Christmas nativity scene. Um, really popular in Spain. I would say a lot more popular than back home in the UK. Um, nearly every house will have their own little Christmas nativity set up in, in, their, in their living room, in their lounge. Uh, you'll see them in shop windows. Um, so they are really, really popular. Um, possibly, I would say, more popular than Christmas tree. I think a Christmas tree... Um, at home in Spanish homes a Christmas tree is more of a modern phenomenon really um, I think the, the real tradition is to have your nativity scene your Belen set up at home obviously people do a lot a lot 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 more now these days have Christmas trees uh, set up at home here's another stall selling absolutely tons of them they're absolutely tiny we've got ducks geese squirrels owls at the tables with fruit on. Here we've got the religious figures. Mary. Three kings on camels. Loads. Uh, as always in Plaza Mayor, there are lots of hawkers selling. I know, plastic toys, that sound, the annoying sound you can hear in the background, it's like a sort of squeaky whistle thing, bangers are being sold, um, but that's not really unique to Christmas in Plata Mayor, um, only really, they're, they're here all year round, selling stuff to tourists, what have we got here, um, a, a giant panda and a giant koala dancing here in the middle, different. We've got some people singing carols. And if we head over to this side of the square here, we have got a really big Belen de Navidad set up here telling the story of Christmas so going back to uh, Los Reyes um, I said it was celebrated on the 6th of January on the 5th of January during the evening 
Uh, many towns and cities around Spain have a, a procession of the three kings. So you have uh, three guys dressed up as the three kings and they uh, do a big procession through the center of the cities. Um, and there's like a float. Some of them have animals, horses, uh, and no camels, as I believe, I've never seen any camels. Um, sometimes these processions have caused a little bit of controversy because um, some of the uh, three kings of three kings have blacked up their uh, their faces with boot polish, or I don't know. And a lot of people, obviously, yeah, feel a bit uncomfortable uncomfortable about it. Don't know whether if it's if it's really not really politically correct to be blacking yourself up. Um, but that's what happens on the 5th. Um, so this is supposedly the three kings are bringing uh, the presents on the 5th, delivering them on the 5th uh, for the morning of the 6th. And the tradition uh, here in Spain on the 6th of January is for people to, for the children rather, to leave out um, a, pair of shoe, a pair of shoes and a pair of shoes um, are filled with presents. Um, obviously that goes back to a long time ago when presents were much smaller. So here we've got some Christmas trees being sold in the square. Um, yeah, not a very common sight really. I, I think uh, to find a natural Christmas tree in Spain is quite, um, quite difficult actually. Um, we got a, a real one this year. We had to order it via an internet page and they delivered it. Um, uh, most people will have an artificial tree. Um, which is, you know, it's the case back home in the UK as well. A lot is more practical often just to have an artificial tree. But it's nice to see some real Christmas trees here in the square. Um, the lovely smell of pine. Also got uh, hanging up here uh, mistletoe or muer muerdago. I didn't know that word before, but mistletoe. Muerdargo, uh, quite difficult to say. It's a gorgeous, uh, warm, sunny afternoon here on the 24th. Um, I'm wearing quite a big coat, but I'm really warm. It's probably about 14 or 15 degrees, I would say. Um, really nice and mild, quite actually warm in the sunshine. Um, where recently it has actually been very cold. So this is the first really, really mild day for, for about a week or two. So here we've got more wigs, toys. Uh, glasses and novelty jokes. And uh, here, this lady, you're probably thinking, why is she selling moss? Uh, moss, little bags of stones, little bags of straw or hay. Um, this is to decorate the nativity scene and I've seen this a lot. So people quite often go out and collect moss um, although I think it's now illegal to collect moss from woodlands and gardens and parks. Um, but here they're selling it, uh, moss. So this is what people will uh, use to um, decorate the floor of the nativity scene. Uh, one thing I didn't find, well, to be honest, I didn't expect to find um, here in Madrid, but it's something that's really um, specific to Catalonia, um, is something called, um, what's it called? Oh, uh, yeah, it's called a caga tío. 
Cagatillo. And it's a, uh, a shitting, uh, well, it translates as a shitting uncle, but, uh, or a shitting mate. But it's actually a log, a wooden log, um, with a, a sort of small log, a small wooden log, uh, with a face painted on it. And it wears uh, a little hat. Uh, what's the hat called? A hat's called, uh, uh, I think, it, ooh, what's it called? The hat's called a barret, uh, barretina, a barretina, which is a kind of typical Catalan, Catalan style hat. And um, it's a strange tradition. Um, I don't know why in Catalonia they seem to have a slight obsession with all things scatological, um, because there's another, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. But this, anyway, the, the, the log, what you have to do, what children do, is they have it in the house or their school uh, in the run-up to Christmas, and they feed the log with um, orange peel or lemon peel. And then on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, what they do is they hit the log with a stick. And the log, the tradition has it that the log is supposed to, uh, well, shit turon, shit candies, shit, um, which is like turon, um, as many of you probably know, it's like a hard uh, nugget, uh, sugar and eggs. Um, and the log is supposed to poo to run. Uh, curious, I don't know where the tradition comes from. Um, I have not seen any here in Madrid, uh, obviously. Um, but in Catalonia, that's uh, a Christmas tradition for children. So we've left Plaza Mayor behind, thank goodness, actually, because it was uh, pretty, pretty noisy there. A bit too noisy for my liking. Um, packed with people. So we're now going to head, uh, not far away, up to Sol, uh, which is the geographical centre of Madrid. Why am I taking us up there? Well, I'm going to show you where um, it's traditional for many people to celebrate uh, their New Year's Eve. Um, a bit like, I know, in London, people congregate by the river or Trafalgar Square is a traditional place to congregate, congregate or by Big Ben. Uh, in Madrid, it's uh, Plaza del Sol, uh, right in the centre to listen to the chimes of midnight. So we're going to head down there now. So here we are in Sol, Plaza del Sol. There's the uh, legendary Tio Pepe neon advertisement uh, up there. We've got the Christmas tree in the middle. There's some people dressed up as uh, cartoon characters there. And there, just in front of me, as you can see, the clock tower of the uh, Presidencia de la Comunidad de Madrid, which is like the community of Madrid's uh, city hall, I suppose. Well, the community is not just the city, it's sort of the surrounding boroughs, I suppose, as well. But anyway, it's like the city hall uh, for the community of Madrid. And at the top is the clock tower. Can't see it very clearly because the sun is, uh, because of the position of the sun, the light is uh, messing with the camera lens. Um, but that's a clock tower which chimes the 12 strokes of midnight. And just above it is a gold ball. You can't really see it. Inside the little tower above the clock is a gold ball. And the gold ball gradually lowers uh, as the uh, 
as the clock chimes. What do people do? Well, this will be apps. This square, which is amazingly very, well, not really amazing, I suppose. It's very empty today. Why? Because it's Christmas. Lots of people have left Madrid. Lots of people are at home, I suppose, preparing for tonight. Um, so for uh, um, an afternoon in, in La Puerta, for the afternoon in La Puerta del Sol, um, it's very, there aren't as many people around as usual. So um, on Christmas Eve, but on New Year's Eve, this will be absolutely gridlocked with people. You won't be able to uh, move. And what is the tradition? Um, well, with each chime of midnight, absolute classic. I think lots of people know about this uh, tradition. With each chime of midnight, uh, the 12 chimes, um, you eat a grape. So people will come armed not only with, uh, I don't know, a bottle of cava, uh, the Spanish sparkling wine, um, or other booze. They will come with uh, 12 grapes. Sometimes the 12 grapes are threaded onto a stick, So I've seen or done in the past. And sometimes they come in a little plastic container. People will uh, buy a little plastic container um, of, uh, of grapes. Uh, each chime, so every chime you eat one grape. Sounds quite easy, actually. Um, by the time you get to the sixth chime, your mouth is kind of full of grapes. You can't chew them down, swallow them quick enough. But that is the, that's the tradition um, to come to, uh, if you don't stay at home, uh, many, many people come to the uh, Puerta del Sol to um, listen to the 12 chimes and to eat the grapes. And the square and the clock is uh, televised as well. So this is what you will see on national television across the country, uh, this square here. So uh, I'm just walking up one of the main shopping streets in Madrid called Calle de Preciados. Um, and as you can see, Christmas Eve, absolutely packed with people. Um, it's really busy. So people still doing last minute <laughs> Christmas shopping. And as we head up here, on the left hand side, we just left the square or the uh, Puerta del Sol. Preciados on the left here is one of the many El Cote Inglés department stores uh, here. And at the back of El Cote Inglés is something which is uh, mítico, legendary, classic thing to do uh, if you've got children here in Madrid is to bring them to a <laughs> thing called Cortilandia. Cortilandia is the Casa Labra, it's a very typical, very classic old uh, tapas bar that's uh, famous for its croquetas and bacalao, very cheap, but it's become very touristy now. Anyway, we're going to head down to Corte, the back of El Corte Inglés to Cortilandia, and then I will explain what it is. So this is Cortilandia. Um, it's a kind of Christmas scene made up of... I don't know. Well, you can see what it is. I like moving plastic puppets and dolls. 
with music, it's like a Christmas scene, courtesy of um, not that exciting really is it? I think maybe it looks better at night when it's dark and you lit up a bit more. That if you, uh, if I zoom in a bit, you can see that the characters' mouths are kind of moving. Uh, it's very famous here in Madrid, it's called Tilandia. I'm not quite sure how many years they've been uh, setting up this at Christmas time. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a classic thing for parents to come and bring their children to see, I suppose at least once during the Christmas shopping expedition in the centre of Madrid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> different. Cortilandia, uh, obviously a play on Corte Inglés, Cortiland. So there we go, classic. So we're going to leave the kids with their parents watching the Cortilandia espectáculo. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun I suppose. It's a little bit tacky I think. Um, but it's quite, it's, the kids love it. Um, so anyway, that's the back of El Corte Inglés. El Corte Inglés, uh, the big department store, open. Uh, everything's uh, open today actually, uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, over Christmas, opening times, things like that, mm, yeah. Um, I, we, restaurants, uh, most shops will be closed on Christmas Day. Uh, some restaurants will be open. Uh, but obviously, unless you've got a reservation, it'd be super difficult to get uh, to get in anywhere to eat. Um, but Boxing Day, for me, Boxing Day, or the 26th, as I said earlier, is a completely normal working day. So uh, you can uh, go out and eat, shop. Mind you, you can do that back in the UK as well. These days as well, most things are open. Well, nearly everything's open on Boxing Day. Okay, so I've just ducked around into Plaza de San Martín to get a bit of <laughs> escape the loud music from uh, Cortilandia. So next stop uh, after Cortilandia is going to be a lottery ticket shop, very famous in Madrid, called Doña Manolita. Uh, why is this famous? Well, because uh, the Christmas lottery here in Spain, which has already happened, happened on the 22nd, a couple of days ago, is a really big deal. So I'm going to head up and show you uh, Doña Manolita and explain the significance uh, of that in a second. Uh, on my way there, let's just talk uh, for a second about, uh, well, religious ceremonies, mass. Do people go to mass uh, here in Spain at Christmas? Absolutely they do. Uh, less popular than it was uh, before. Obviously many younger people these days don't attend Mass um, similar to, to the UK. It's uh, less popular but it certainly happens and here in Spain it's called La Misa del Gallo the uh, rooster Mass or the Mass of the rooster Gallo being rooster. Uh, I don't know why it's called that to be honest. Uh, no idea. But yeah people will go to mass either just before their Christmas uh, 
dinner on the 24th on Christmas Eve today or they will go just afterwards depending on what time they finish eating um, Christmas <laughs> Christmas dinners New Year's Eve dinners do tend to go on for a very long time you know I've, I've spoken before in the podcast about uh, this thing called La Sobremesa sitting and talking over the table way after you've finished eating for quite often <laughs> well sometimes can be for hours for a very long time anyway so let's go and find the Doña Manolita so here I am outside uh, the Doña Manolita lottery ticket office um, as it says there Loterías y Apuestas del Estado um, why is the, this famous? it's famous because um, Doña Manolita's tickets uh, office seems to have sold in the past an unusually high amount of uh, winning tickets. So many people uh, believe that it's uh, a lucky place to buy your ticket. Uh, the lottery has been called, uh, the Christmas lottery in uh, Spain is called El Gordo, the, the fat one. Maximum prize money from uh, a winning ticket is something like 400,000 euros. Uh, it's been going for a long time. It's been going since 1812. Um, if you were here uh, a couple of days ago, there would have been a huge queue all the way uh, down the street here. I mean, I, I came here a couple of days ago and there was something like, it must have been over well over 100 people queuing. And this queue did not disappear. It was there all day long. In fact, it was there for several days. So we'll leave uh, Doña. Manolita behind. Head back down towards Sol. Uh, one thing I uh, um, should also mention when they call the lottery on the 22nd, it's quite, uh, it's quite a curious thing for me. I think it's, I find it quite amusing. What happens is it's televised, obviously. It lasts about five hours. And um, each lottery ticket, each winning lottery ticket number that's drawn is called out by uh, two children, by children from a local school in Madrid. And they actually sing the numbers as they go. Um, it's quite, <laughs> quite bizarre. Um, I'll just show you a clip now. So there you go, yeah. Uh, uh, all of the lottery numbers being called out. That goes on for hours and hours and hours. It goes on for ages. And um, there's actually a au live audience there watching it as well. I'm always quite surprised to think that people go out, uh, make, a, make an effort to go and sit down and watch that live for five hours just to hear children singing out numbers. And I don't know if you noticed in the clip, the kind of surly, miserable, bad-tempered-looking uh, adjudicators sat monitoring... Uh, monitoring the uh, lottery numbers as they were called out. Anyway, yeah, uh, it's really traditional in Spain, uh, the, the Christmas lottery, El Gordo. Really, 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 really something that's very traditional. Most people will buy a ticket. They're quite expensive, about 20 euros per ticket. Um, uh, there are obviously syndicates uh, uh, where people work. Uh, families uh, go in. Uh, me and my fiance actually uh, bought one with her family um, 
So most people have at least one lottery ticket for El Gordo uh, during the Christmas period. Of course, uh, Christmas would not be Christmas without, uh, well, food. Oh, <laughs> overindulging in Christmas food. Um, one difference that really strikes me with Spain compared to, say, the UK is that, um, well, in the UK, we always have turkey, pretty much. If you don't have turkey, you have some kind of uh, bird, uh, usually goose or duck. Um, but for their Christmas meals here in Spain, it's traditional. Well, there isn't really anything that's really, really super traditional. A specific dish that you eat depends on uh, the family, depends on what you like. Um, so it could be seafood, could be prawns, for example or a selection of different types of seafood. Uh, it could be meat of some description, uh, usually pork or lamb. For example, in Catalonia, uh, there is uh, a very particular type of soup or stew, um, which is called uh, escudella, which contains four different types of meat, pasta and vegetables and a kind of uh, broth as well. Oh, yeah, a couple of my friends suggested that um, a dish called huevos rellenos or huevos eh, al serin uh, are quite traditional to have at Christmas. These are um, like hard-boiled eggs uh, mixed, which are hollowed. The yolk is hollowed out, and the yolk is then mixed with um, tuna and then served with some kind of mayonnaise dressing and tomato and lettuce. Um, apparently that's uh, a traditional thing to have, but really, yeah, most, um, most Spanish uh, families want to get together to have their Christmas meal on the 24th or the 25th, or indeed on the 6th on Los Reyes, uh, tend to have either some kind of meat, seafood, uh, or fish. Uh, or a combination of those things but it can vary and it can change from year to year and it can change from uh, family to family so there's not like in the UK or the States where you have uh, pretty much every year the same the same kind of thing turkey turkey duck or, or goose so that is uh, what you might have for the main main meal uh, but what about sweets that kind of thing. Well, there's no such thing. They don't have Christmas. They don't have Christmas pudding. They don't have Christmas cake. But what they do have is this thing here, um, which I've just found in a window of a, a pastelaria, uh, and it's called a roscon de Navidad. Uh, it's like that's quite an ornate one. This is in quite a kind of high-end patisserie. Um, and what you have. What it is, it's like, a, it's like a big round giant donut with, um, well, some of them are just plain. Contains, as you can see there, kind of candied fruit, orange, lemon peel. Uh, it's uh, glazed in sugar and icing. Many of them contain, uh, just this, this thing here. This one is in the design of a snake by the looks of it. Many of them contain uh, fresh cream. And many of them contain uh, a substance called trufa, which is like a sort of chocolatey chocolate cream. And some of them contain a mixture of trufa and regular cream. 
And there is another tradition that goes with the Roscon de Navidad. The Roscon is usually eaten on uh, around the time of Los on Los Reyes, um, 6th of January. And each Roscon de Navidad contains a little toy. And if you are lucky enough to get the slice of Roscon, there's another one here which is a bit more, uh, a little bit more traditional. If you're lucky enough to get the slice that has uh, the toy in, uh, it's your responsibility to buy the Roscon de Navidad for the next year. Uh, what else is traditional in terms of sweets? Uh, well, it's very common, not just at, well, especially at Christmas, but not just at Christmas. Uh, turron, as you can see here in the shop window, you have uh, turron different types of turon. Now turon normally is like a kind of what we might call in the UK nugget. It's quite hard uh, with almonds in it made of egg, egg white sugar. You can see some in packets down here. Turon de Alicante. Uh, and there's two types. You can get hard turon which breaks your teeth. I'm not a big fan. It's very very sweet. Here's another one here. A round one. Turon de Alicante. Um, um, it's it's very sweet, and you can get a soft version as well. What else have we got here? Here we've got the Christmas logs, not the ones like in Catalonia that uh, that uh, <laughs> shit to run, but these are just your usual Christmas logs. Uh, what else have we got here? Yeah, the back there, you've, these are quite uh, common at Christmas. Pastel yema and Pastel Gloria. I'm not quite sure about Pastel pastel Gloria, but Yema means uh, egg yolk. It's like a sweet egg yolk based small cake. Here you've got all of your uh, turrones, different types of flavors. And the other common thing uh, which they have at Christmas, um, I think it's called pol polvorones, polvoron, which are like kind of short cake cookies uh, super super dry they come in bright colored let's see if they've got them here and uh, here's a little selection box of uh, sweets but they haven't got the uh, to uh, the polvoron uh, polvoron like I said they're like little round cookies usually well nearly always wrapped up in brightly colored wrappers they look a bit like sweets and at first, <laughs> you see them in all the supermarkets. And uh, at first, when I uh, when I saw them, I was like, "Oh wow, these look good. They must be like some kind of uh, chocolate or something like that." Um, but indeed, no, they're not. They're not chocolate. Uh, they're really super dry uh, cookies with various different flavors. Very sweet, covered in sugar. Um, I'm not a fan. Yeah, not 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 great. But anyway, this is a little. Uh, patisserie just off Gran Via uh, called Orno San Onofre, quite a well-known one. Um, well, I've never been in there before, so um, that's still open. Christmas Eve, about half past four. So I think I'm going to wrap up the very first When in Spain uh, video episode. Uh, thank you for watching. As you can see, it's uh, got pretty dark now here in, uh, in Madrid. Uh, Christmas Eve has actually finally arrived. I'm on uh, Grambia. You can see some of the Christmas lights uh, there behind me. Um, just a few final thoughts, really. 
Are there any things that we do back in the UK or maybe in the US, other countries that don't happen here in, uh, in Spain for Christmas? Uh, one thing I will say that um, the sending of Christmas cards is really not done here. It's not common at all. You don't really see people, uh, when you go to the houses at Christmas, you don't really see them with uh, Christmas cards on their you know, mantelpiece or hung up on the walls. People don't tend to send or receive them and they're actually quite hard to find as well. You don't see Christmas cards really in any of the shops. Uh, you can find them, for example, in El Corte Inglés. Um, and I think maybe it's something that's becoming a little bit more... Um, a bit more common, a bit more popular, but still not really, I think. Uh, whereas in the UK, certainly, I think sending Christmas cards to uh, certainly family and, and close friends is still quite important. And I think people might <laughs> would get a little bit upset if they didn't receive a Christmas card, possibly. Although I'm really bad at sending Christmas cards now, I've said that. But, uh, but here, no, it's not really the done thing. Uh, anything else, really, that uh, is not done here? Advent calendars aren't very common. A couple of years ago, I gave... Uh, some advent calendars which contain chocolates to my, uh, well, to my nieces. And they didn't really know what they were. Uh, one of them just opened all the doors at once and ate all of the chocolates to like, explain that, no, you have to open uh, one door each day, counting, counting down the days to Christmas. Um, so advent calendars, are, advent, advent calendars aren't really that popular, although they are becoming a bit more popular now as well. Christmas music. Well, yeah, it's not as festive as back home in the sense that I don't really tend to hear many uh, of the classic uh, Christmas pop songs, Christmas number ones from years gone by. You do, you do, you do sometimes hear them in some shops um, here, but it's you know, not quite the same as back home. So maybe I, I kind of miss that a little bit. Some people have asked me, is it is uh, Spain as festive as the UK? Well, um, certainly don't get white Christmases here in Madrid, even though it does snow out in the mountains. Um, and it's been incredibly mild and sunny today. Mind you, where I'm from in Oxford, it, it, rarely, it rarely snows um, over Christmas either. In fact, it hardly ever snows. We almost never have a white Christmas. So in terms of festivities, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of Christmas lights, Christmas trees, more and more shops, um, bars, make an effort. Uh, making the places feel festive. Um, and when does Christmas start? I mean, in, in a way, Christmas in the UK has really become very commercialised um, in the last 20 years or so, uh, if not more. Uh, I mean, I think really Christmas in the UK tends to start um, just straight after Halloween. In fact, it's quite possible that you'll see, I don't know, Christmas uh, products, chocolates, cakes, that kind of thing. Um, in the supermarkets, um, you know, at the end of September, beginning of October. It's not as commercialised as it is back in the UK, I would say. Uh, you start seeing Christmas goods in the shops probably in around November, uh, beginning, middle of November, something like that. But earlier than that, not, not really, not so much. Anyway, so from uh, a festive Gran Bia in the centre of Madrid on Christmas Eve, I've finished uh, my Christmas shopping and now it's time to head home, get ready and begin the Christmas festivities. From me, Paul Birch in the centre of Madrid, wishing you all a very, very happy Christmas. Until the next time, Feliz Navidad, Felices Fiestas and hasta luego.